episode 202. And now here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dharmic Evolution. It's so good to be here again. We're tracking heavily in the UK today. Uh, my, my marketers tell me for the Dharmic Evolution. So all you UK lovers of the Dharmic Evolution, thank you for your support. And uh, it's good to have you with us. Along with the other 70-some-odd five countries, whatever it is now. And today we're going to talk about Speak to Me. It's the subject of... Um, Today's discussion, hey, have you ever found yourself unconsciously repeating phrases, statements, um, using language that's not yours? You know, have you suddenly awoken after the words left your mouth and said to yourself, where the hell did that come from? You know, that's not me. Um, We all do this. We all have these sound bites playing in our head and we just don't seem to uh, be conscious of it sometimes. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. And the featured song, which is the track playing in the background, is called Speak To Me. And no, it's not an instrumental, it's just a track mix. That uh, every time I do an album, I do track mixes of all the songs, which means simply you take the vocals out and just you know, put the mix up without vocals. And I find it kind of cool to listen uh, after the fact. So anyway, let's strap up our seatbelts and let's take a ride with Speak To Me. Are you a singer-songwriter, author, speaker, or thought leader? Have you been looking for a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency has exactly what you are looking for. Find out how we write and produce big, amazing songs on Music Row for authors, speakers, thought leaders, and organizations like nonprofit and corporations. We also help singer-songwriters and artists by giving them a platform on Dharmic Evolution, a podcast designed specifically to broadcast your global career, now in 71 countries, and with more than 161 episodes of artists all over the world from all genres, we know how to reach your target audience. Are you a dreamer like James? Then reach out today to james at thejamesoconnoragency.com and find out how we can help your global career. Yes, speak to me. Um, Want to get into... Um All of this stuff about, you know, why do we as the huddled masses impersonate each other constantly? And most of us do it in a way that we're not even aware of. You know, like uh, repetition of unconsciously uh, certain words, phrases. And the first time I really noticed this was, I believe you guys must have remembered this hit movie that came out in 1976 called Rocky. And then there was how many more iterations? I lost count. But it was such a blockbuster. But it started kind of slowly, but then it picked up speed. And everywhere, everybody was using the term, absolutely. Uh, Yo, yo, Adrian, absolutely. And it, it just like, you know, I started noticing it in conversations. And it just kind of snowballed. 
and it still permeates throughout conversations today. People, you know, just knee-jerk reaction have all been, um, we've all been kind of brainwashed into using absolutely, you know, thanks to Rocky. And I think that occurs um, over and over. And we're just, I think it's, we're, you know, deluged with media blasts everywhere we go. Have you noticed the TVs that go up like everywhere? I'm, I'm like just trying to escape this. Um, I'm just getting so sick of it. Everywhere you go, there is a TV in your face. You go to get, you know, a cup of coffee in the quick check or, um, you know, convenience store somewhere. And there's TVs blasting away. Um, I went to um, take my sister to the doctor a couple weeks ago and walked into this beautiful office and, you know, really plush. It's one of those uh, emergency care things that you walk in and they wait on you right away. It's actually pretty cool. And they had a beautiful PA system, um, speakers overhead. You know, there were probably a Bose, whatever, uh, really great sound. And then there's this big TV on the wall. Nobody's watching it, and it's got, you know, the talking head doofuses on, whether it was Fox or CNN or one of these, you know, just, and so you have competing medias going on, and there's the woman at the at the desk, the reception desk, like oblivious, because she's probably listening to something else, and it, I find it so disturbing, you know, um, having to listen to a, a loud TV and music, and you can't really you know, take anything away from either one of them when they're both playing together. But I think one of the things that we um, unconsciously do is we pick up these sound bites and re we repeat them in everyday interactions without even knowing what we're really saying. Because have you ever done that? Have you ever been in a conversation and say, you know, I just walked away from that conversation. Why did I just say what I said? That wasn't really coming from me. I'd put no thought into that at all. It just came out. Another really popular one, it is what it is. You ever hear that one? Constantly. It means nothing. It is what it is? I, I don't, of course it is. It's always been. It always will be. It always has been. It just is. <laughs> I was in Nashville and, uh, I can't remember who, but he, you know, we we're having a beer or something and, uh, this guy says to me, yeah, man, I love that saying, man. You guys up there in the north, you're always talking about it is what it is. And uh, I, I don't know what it means, but it just, I guess it is what it is. Hey, how about like misused phrases? And um, who actually like invents these things, invents these words? And I'm going to do another podcast on it because I invented my own word. I invented dharmic. You will not find it in the dictionary, but I'll save that for another day. But here's this this uh, blog I just pulled up. It's called Workopolis and 10 Common Phrases You're Getting Wrong. So uh, let's look at these. These are the, the phrases, according to this blog, that are used constantly wrong every day. And nobody probably, no one really realizes that they're using this incorrectly. I could care less is number one. This is the mother of all wrong phrases. And even I get crazy when people use it. The phrase is actually, I couldn't care less. Meaning that you care so little, it is impossible that you could care less. Or simply put, you do not care at all. 
when phrased, I could care less about your opinion, you're saying that you do care and that there is room for you to care less. So you care. That's nice. It's good to be caring, but you're using the phrase wrong. Could we just go for, I don't care? Might be easier. Number two, for all intensive purposes. This actually sounds sort of like it makes sense, as in, for the purpose of the purposes that are intensive, which sounds like it could mean something important, but it doesn't, and it is not correct. The phrase is, for all intents and purposes. It's adopted from a phrase found in 16th century English law, to all intents, constructions, and purposes which referred to the state of a person's mind that directs his or her actions towards a specific object. Now it means for all practical purposes. She looked for all intents and purposes like she could do the job. We have to be very careful if we're allowing lawyers to dictate uh, the king's English to us in this case. <laughs> this is really... This next one, number three, you've got another thing coming. Judas Priest, baby, uh, had an awesome song called You've Got Another Thing Coming. Love that song and love the way they do it. This one was news to me. I discovered it just now while bopping around the web looking for misused phrases. Apparently, it's you've got another think coming. The idea being, if you think that, you've got another think coming. I say nuts to that. Who uses think as a noun? You've got another thing coming, as in, if you expect one thing, you've got another thing coming. Makes perfect sense to me, and I will continue to use it thusly. Oh, and he also writes, this guy, also, I wonder if Judas Priest knows this. Who cares, man? They rock. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't get too caught up. You ever listen to the um, lyrics that Yes did? The most crazed, spaced out, wild, wacky stuff I've ever read in my life. I have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, but who cares? The music was awesome. Love yes. Here's another good one. Number four, a complete 360. This is commonly used like this. A week after accepting the proposal, he did a complete 360 and decided to reject our offer. But if he did a complete 360 degree, uh, 360 degree turn he would have come all the way back around to accepting your offer again. What he did was a 180 degree turn and landed facing in the opposite direction. So we have to change that to, he did a complete 180. Number five, jive with. This is very 70s feels to me anyway, but here it is. This one has me confounded, but I'm including it for the sake of discussion. I've been saying that doesn't jive with what I heard for years. The internet is now telling me the correct term is jibe with a B, jibe with. But that doesn't make sense. The jibe is a dance. So you can see jibe with as meaning dance with or work with or be in accord with. The jibe doesn't actually mean agree with or be in accord with. It means to mock or insult or to change course. Only in the context of this phrase, it is said to mean be in accord with. So I call foul unlike calling foul, F-O-W-L, which would mean to hail a chicken. <laughs> on this one, I will continue to use jive with. The Bee Gees did good on that one, right? Jive talking? That was pretty cool. Number six, it's a doggy dog world. 
the third single off Snoop Dogg's 1993 debut album, is A Doggy Dog World. What we live in is a dog-eat world. Example, it's a dogs-eat world out there and competition for jobs is fierce, so you better be on your game. This phrase is used to demonstrate that it's a rough world out there where dogs will cannibalize other dogs, but dogs don't cannibalize each other in most cases. Number seven, on tender hooks, I've never heard of this one. Again, at first, this sort of seems to make sense. If you take tender to mean something akin to soft, which could translate to thin or precarious, it's a stretch. But it's there if you look for it. Or maybe you're thinking something butcher-related. Meat, tender, meat hook, I don't know. Regardless, see below, a tender hook actually isn't a real thing. Later for the tender hook. Eight, runner-ups. This is funny. There are no runner-ups for the position you were looking to fill in, in um, parentheses or for the title of Miss Penitentiary. Yes, it really is a thing in Brazil. Close parentheses. These are runners up. The contestants slash subjects are the runners, not the ups. Nip in the butt. I've never heard this one used as such. Again, but I'm informed by the internet that it's a common error. Now, I never heard it nip in the butt. I thought it was nip in the bud. A puppy might nip you in the butt. What we want to do when using this phrase is stop something before it gets out of hand or debud the plant before the flower grows or to be specific, nip it in the bud. Example, there's some office gossip about you and the CEO at the holiday party going around. If you, if I were you, I'd want to nip it in the bud. I never liked that one anyway. Number 10, irregardless. While this is a word and it's not even that really, rather than a phrase, it's worth noting for its rampant usage. No matter how many or how loudly people rail against it, irregardless will continue to rear its ugly head. Here's the thing. To regard means to pay attention to, while the suffix less means without. So regard plus less equals regardless, which means without paying attention to or despite. The prefix IR is added to negate a word to mean not. Therefore, IR plus regardless equals irregardless or not without paying attention to or in other words, factoring in. Whatever it is you think you're factoring out, you're actually factoring in. Irregardless what the boss thinks actually means taking into account what the boss thinks. What I'm trying to say is that the word you want is regardless. Got it? Have we confused ourselves enough? What words do you hear out there that are kind of like really strange? Um, let me think. There's one that popped up about, I think it's about two years ago. I do a lot of uh, yoga um, workouts, like hot yoga I'm into. And about two years ago, I noticed one yoga instructor came in one day, some woman, and you started using the word equanimity. And um, as time went on, Every single yoga class I go to, almost without exception, all the yoga ladies are using equanimity. <laughs> and it's like, like no dude that's teaching yoga is ever going to use equanimity. I doubt it. It's just so feminine. You know, it's such a lady's word. But it's, it got like out there and then everybody's into equanimity. And, um, 
I don't even remember what. Let me let me look this up. Equanimity, because I forgot what it means to tell you the truth. Equanimity. It's like a balance of something, I think. Oh, here it is. Mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper, especially in a difficult situation. But I'm in yoga. How difficult could it be? I'm supposed to be chilled here. Um, how about there's another one that popped up. For those of you who um, are around the world are not in the U.S., we had an election here in the States uh, in 2016, and around that time, I remember people um, throwing things at Donald Trump, all these labels. I mean, they were coming fast and every, anything you could think of. They were labeled him, you know, a racist. He's at this and that. And one that came up was, he's a xenophobe. <laughs> and I, I laugh every time I hear it because I know 95% of the people um, using it had no idea what it meant. I mean, how often is this in the lexicon of thinking in the American public. You know, we all run around talking about xenophobes. Um, it's just, you know, and it's the talking heads on the TV, you know, these guys, you know, the CNNs and the Foxes and everything, and everybody gets caught up in this. And, and before you know it, everyone's brainwashing each other and running around saying, xenophobe, xenophobe, xenophobe. <laughs> let's, let's look up that one too. I mean, I know what it means, but I love to go to the Google uh, and and check out their particular definition. And it's dislike of prejudice against people from other countries. And uh, let's see, it also says the resurgence of racism and xenophobia. But somebody started that and everybody said, hey, what a cool word. Let's use xenophobe. And I could just hear the, the barbecue parties going on, you know, where... Uh, Hey, uh, Bonnie, did you know that uh, Clancy Wagon Blast down the street? He's a xenophobe. Oh, is he contagious? You know, it's like people just get caught up in this stuff, and it just goes on and on. Um, I don't know if anyone out there is a xenophobe, but I don't think I am, and I'm not willing to learn. Have you connected with your gratitude today? I think I have something that will help inspire you. It's the brand new release from James Kevin O'Connor. Gratitude, recorded on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee with producer Kim Copeland and team, is James' third full-length album in four years. Ten amazing songs, each one a different story about the emotions, journeys and experiences that you and I have lived. Songs like Dreamer, Jesus Teaches, Tango On and 51 Shades of Grey. And of course, title track, Gratitude. Pick up the brand new CD today with amazing artwork and photography at iTunes, CD Baby and Amazon. Or simply go to jameskevinoconnor.com for your download right now. Send someone that you love a copy of Gratitude today. It might be exactly what they need in their life right now. Gratitude. The new release by James Kevin O'Connor. You know, I love Seth Godin. Guy is so brilliant. Um, I'm reading his book, This is Marketing. And uh, one of the things that occurred to me that uh, Seth protects his intellectual integrity by doing things that most people don't do. He doesn't go on Facebook. He doesn't watch TV. Um, 
you know, smart guy, really smart guy. And he has developed, I guess, ways to protect his intellect without it being bombarded by things that are not necessarily good for his health. And mine is silence. So I, I kind of am in the Seth camp, which uh, I try to, um, I haven't watched TV in months and months. I, I go to, um, if I want some kind of entertainment, I use uh, Netflix once in a while. I like like nature shows, shows about space, things that are um, educating me some way, way and entertaining me at the same time. But I can't do like network television stuff. I just, I can't do that anymore. Um, so I guess everybody has to find their own way to kind of protect themselves from the media bombardment because I think the overstimulation does not allow your uh, brain to process properly in a way that, that's healthy for you. So I've kind of stayed away from as much of that as I can. That's why I can't take the, um, the overabundance of TVs. Like They're just everywhere. And I think this is a result of after 9-11, we all decided that you know what? We need mu- we need the news and we need things instantly in our face. The second it happens, we have to have this. And I couldn't disagree more. I love just uh, when I get an opportunity to shut it all down, um, I do because um, my mind is a precious thing and I will not waste it. Getting back to our title today, Speak to Me. And why write a song called Speak to Me? What is that all about? And um, the original concept of the song was I wrote it about two people who had an entire conversation. In this case, it was a man and a woman with each other without ever saying a word. And it's rare to find somebody that you can have that kind of um, interaction and encounter with. But when you do, it's it's kind of wonderful. Like you could be just sitting on a park bench and you could allow five minutes to go by without saying a word. That is rare, especially if, if it's some if it's a new encounter, a new relationship. Um, not that you're in a intimate relationship, but maybe you're just getting to know someone and to be able to just enjoy a spring day and not have to say anything is very, very rare. Whether you've been in a relationship for a long time or you are just getting to know someone, have you ever had those experiences where you just respect the other person's private thoughts? Maybe they're thinking about something that's important to them and you don't necessarily have to fill up the air with a bunch of nonsensical crap you know and uh i don't do good with chatterboxes you know somebody who's always you know laying their unending diatribe on me about just nonsensical bullshit i can't take it so i have to uh i i'm just i just don't do good around people like that and people that have to talk all the time and say very little I like somebody who says a lot in a short sentence and gives you um, reason to pause and think about what they just said. And in that space, I can have what I feel is an intellectually stimulating conversation and learn something about what what just occurred. So Speak to Me was kind of about that. It was about, you know, having this, um, 
this encounter with somebody, getting you know, getting to know them or spending some time with them and reading each other's you know, brainwaves, if you want to put it, or energies and just processing it and saying, you know, I, I like being around this person. And we just had an entire conversation and we never said one word to each other. So that speak to me. And when I got finished um, writing this and we recorded it in the studio in Nashville and it's on the Gratitude album, I kind of listened to it after it was all done and said, my goodness, this could have been written about God also. Because um, with just changing just very few words, it could be a conversation with the Lord, speak to me, and same thing. Like when you pray or you communicate with the Lord, it's in, in some cases, some people hear them hear the Lord in a, in a physical way. Uh, I don't have that going on. I have something very different, but, um, but I hear him in my own way. And I can have a conversation. So maybe it was written about the Lord. But at, at the time, in my mind, I wrote it about a man and a woman. So I'm going to uh, pull out the lyrics and just give this to you. And on the way out, I'm just going to play this song, um, which I played this thing for a long time. And I didn't know that I was going to record it. Um, but I'm so glad I did. Speak to me. 31117 Capo Second Fret Key of A Reference Production Wheelhouse of Ray Lamontaine. <laughs> this these are some notes to myself before I hit the studio. Anyway, lyrics are Speak to me if only with the beating of your heart. Hey, walk with me. Can you feel the lines of demarcation melt apart? I cherish every single color in your silhouette. Your presence and your inner voice would always cut right through all the noise. All the noise. Speak to me. I'll share with you the tools of my experience. I acquired them through the language of uncertainty, and I've learned that simple silence holds the key. Enlighten me. Enlighten me. I will protect you from the avalanche of pain. He's just an old familiar visitor from past campaigns. From past campaigns. Speak to me with silent gesture, with innocence and honesty, a warm look in your eyes, a gentle touch your shared energy with me. And although you never made a sound, you now know how to speak to me. You speak to me. Well, that's a wrap for me. And thank you guys for showing up today on the Dharmic Evolution. Really, really great to have you guys here supporting this show. Um, don't forget to go over to dharmicevolution.com. Check out the 202 shows that are on the blog there. And you can find out about artists all over the world, their songs, their videos, um, their photographs, uh, their stories, 
and uh, support them if you'd like. And also go to the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page if you want to put up some of your content. You have a new video, new song, a new book, uh, something you're marketing. We put that page up to help you artists around the world and you authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Hey, what's your favorite platform? Do you like Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Pandora? iTunes, we're on all four platforms. So go to your favorite and you can download all of the 202 Dharmic Evolution episodes with just the touch of a finger. And if you're an iTunes fan, leave us a subscribe rate and review. We would love it if you would do so. We're also on Instagram. Follow us there. And if you would like to be a guest on Dharmic Evolution, go to dharmicevolution.com. Go to the guest tab and just let us know who you are and what you do. And we'll check out all your socials and your content and get back to you with a booking on this show. Would you like your own infomercial and to be in 71 countries around the world? I think you might dig it. So that's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video, artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, i see you from the stage, but right now, I'd like you to speak to me. Only with the beating of your heart Here, walk with me Can you feel the lines of demarcation Melt apart I cherish every single color In your silhouette Presence and your inner voice would always cut right through all the noise. All the noise. Speak to me. I'll share with you. Tools of my experience I acquired them through the language of uncertainty And I've learned that simple silence holds a key Enlighten me Past camp.